Hello, 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 my lovely raccoon army. This is NJ Schultz coming at you. I'm just letting you know that we're coming close to the end of the season. And as exciting as that is, I wanted to do something special for you guys. So, like last time, we were having a Q&A, but this time it's going to be with your one and lonely Rex Adams. So be sure you message us in anywhere on our social medias or just email us questions that you might have that you want to really ask Rex. We're going to keep this going up for a few months and hopefully get it back to you in January. After that, we're going to be going on hiatus for a while. Don't worry about it. It just happens because we need time to make sure that we bring you the best quality possible. And by we mean time, I of course mean me because I am doing all of this and it takes a long time to do seven people's jobs. So yeah, anyways, enjoy the episode. I love you all. The voices of the past ring and echo with new life across the empty and muddled streets. It is lifeless and gray as far as the eye can see. Buildings are looming shadows in a sea of fog. Streetlights blink endlessly with no sign of drivers. All over, the world is a tomb where life once stood. And even now, there is wailing in the streets. It's that special time of day, and here we are once again, engulfed in the fallout of someone else's story. everyone, and welcome to the show. I hope you're all doing well in whatever place you find yourself in. Things have been hectic in this city as of late, but we're all doing the best we can to get by. Currently, it's been about a month since the fog first took over the city, and it's made life difficult in a few ways. Luckily, the sheriff has released a helpful set of guidelines to ensure safety during this mis-extended stay in our city. The guidelines read as follows. Firstly, avoid driving wherever possible. This fog is dense and difficult to see in, meaning that roads are also difficult to navigate. In order to keep traffic to a minimum and avoid unnecessary car crashes, please try to avoid driving or any big trips whenever possible. Second, be wary of air quality, especially if you have any form of asthma. While thick humidity like fog won't always cause a problem with asthma, it has been known to happen, so please, Practice caution and be prepared in the event you need to travel anywhere. Check daily air quality before leaving home, and be sure to have your inhaler on your person, just in case. When it comes to breathing, you can never be too careful. Third, be prepared to faint. While this won't necessarily happen to all of you, it has been known to happen to most of you when the fog has come. 
Some of you will be out in the fog and then suddenly... BAM! Being pulled into a wistful dream of some sort of nostalgic life. The sheriff encourages all of you to be prepared in the event that this happens. Consider bringing elbow pads, or a neck pillow, or any sort of padding to help cushion your fall. Remember, when you feel it coming on, cradle your head in your arms and tuck your chin, and try to fall down smoothly. This way we can avoid more injury and be better prepared. Also, and she underlined this part, but ignore the memories and visions the fog gives you. It only speaks in lies and promises that it cannot keep. So be aware and do not fall for any illusions. And lastly, stay away from Old Town, especially the old Half Nine Hotel in abandoned forest nearby. The fog is especially dense and wild in that area, almost forming a tumultuous storm. It's not safe for any untrained individuals to be anywhere near that place. So please, stay away at all costs. The police have already blocked off most of Old Town, but in any case, it should be avoided by any means necessary. When asked about this, the sheriff didn't elaborate on this. She only shook her head with a solemn glare, as if a murder were about to begin. So, yeah. Follow these safety tips and you should be fine during the fog. If you have any more questions, be sure to contact your local police force. They're happy to help however they can. With this current fog situation, our schedule has been scrambled a little. For example, I was just handed our weather for today from Blaine. Now, normally it would be some big, elaborate, mostly threatening villain now. But today, it's just a post-it note with the word foggy written on it. Underneath it is a frowny face that Blaine drew to emphasize the sad lack of mysterious villanelle on my desk. What's there to read when everyone's hiding inside and away from the fog? Traffic? Yeah, I guess we'll go over traffic. A dying world in an endless void. Forever silent, forever buzzing with noise. The world is gray and empty of life. The mist consumes, all with feelings of pain or strife. It is a dying world, both empty and worn. It is a dying world where a man is reborn. Ripped and scattered, piece by piece, filled with the pain that can never cease. Rearranged and transformed again and again, searching for escape where there is no end. A shadow of a man whose life is destroyed, now reborn from the shadows into an endless void. Dying world, lit by no sun, its brand new entity is vengeance 
begun. There's a 15 minute delay on the A train tonight, as it's being extra cautious with the excess fog in the area. So be sure to plan your schedule accordingly. Don't spend too much time in the fog and be safe. Anyways, this is all for traffic. All of us are hunkered down, doing what we can to make the most of this time. Michelle Michaels has started an online painting circle to help all those trapped indoors during the fog find something to do with the time. Currently, the group is tackling acrylics and pastels, which are noted for being tricky and difficult to work with for a beginner. However, under Michelle's loving guidance, some incredible things have been made. So far, Michelle herself has done this incredible portrait of a woman whose eyes sparkle like the night sky. When asked about this, she said that the woman visits her in all of her nightmares ever since Michelle passed out in the big field over by Cherry Lane last week. The piece is very large and painted in vibrant colors. The woman's eyes cry black tears, and for whatever reason, it feels vaguely familiar. Meanwhile, I have started a Discord server to discuss all of the strange and interesting memories that people have had while unconscious during the fog. Apparently, there's a big group of you out there trying to interpret what it all means, and surprisingly, Blaine isn't one of them. No, instead, Blaine is over here, going back and forth over folders and records, hoping to find... something. Blaine? Blaine, what, what is it? You just jumped from your spot and dropped your phone on that old newspaper. So I assumed you're... oh, oh, you're coming over here. Okay, that works too, I guess. So, um, Blaine is hopping over a family of garbage bears with a handful of papers and their phone. Right now, they have that special mystery-solving look in their eyes, so I assume they found something. We're going to sort through this right now. And while we do that, the rest of you can enjoy a word from our sponsors. Pain. It's something we all experience. Like it or not, existence is plagued with constant and inevitable pain. Sometimes it's physical pain. Sometimes it's non-physical pain. What type is your favorite? Which do you experience on the day-to-day? What was the name of the man standing in the background of that photo you took last month? Do you remember? He was right there. You had a conversation with him. He asked you how your mother is doing. And you replied that she was fine. Which isn't a total lie. You just didn't want to get into it. He seemed to understand that. He didn't press you for details. Just nodded and waited. What for? Well... You're still not sure. But he was there. And he knew your name. Did you know his? 
We all face pain, and sometimes it's too much to handle on our own. This can look like a broken leg, or a battle with depression, or a sudden return of somebody who should be dead. In whatever forms it comes in, it comes. Pain. It's something we all experience. Like it or not, your sad little existence is plagued with the constant and irreversible curse of pain. Sometimes it's physical pain. Sometimes it's non-physical pain. What type did you experience when she threw you into the void? She's gone, you know. Fell to her own vanity and delusions. Your chance for vengeance ended nearly nine years ago. Don't you know that? Deep down, you know that. So what are you doing here? What do you want? Is it worth tearing the city apart? Pain, it's something we all experience. This message was brought to you by the Wisteria Institute. We're watching, waiting, even when everything feels like it's falling apart, we'll be there for you. So go ahead, tear yourself to pieces. Feel pain in many colors. We'll be right here when we're done. Heck, we'll be right there when you're going through it. We'll always be here. The Wisteria Institute. Welcome back, everyone. So, Blaine has lovingly tossed an old newspaper article at my desk and won't stop pointing at the picture. They're pretty frantic about this, too. So, I should probably read what it says. Mayor Celine Judas present today at the grand reopening of City Police Station. After major renovations that have been needed since the 70s, Mayor Judas, pictured left, presented the new building to the public. Her assistant, Jeremy Johnson, pictured right, kept record of major notes and records during the proceeding. Hmm. Blaine, what am I supposed to be looking at here? It looks like just another article. Okay, and now they're shaking their head and pointing at the picture. I'm looking at it, and it's a picture of Mayor Celine Judas in a very powerful-looking business suit into her rights. Wait, we've seen this guy before. Thick glasses, sheepish smile, grayish trench coat. Blaine, why does this look familiar? Alright, Blaine has just slapped an old station photo on the desk. And yep, I've seen this before. It's of station staff from like 2013 or something. And yeah, glasses, sheepish smile, eyes that are vibrant and blue. That's the same guy. Wait, so you're telling me this guy, average looking fellow with the glasses, that's Jeremy Johnson? Blaine's nodding now like they've just shown me something deep and profound. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a cool connection, but I just don't see how it connects to anything. And now Blaine is gesturing wildly while running to bang their head against the wall. I'm, I'm sorry, Blaine. 
Could you just tell me? Okay, you're mouthing something. I can't really hear from here because I have my headphones on. And... Dog? The dock? Star Rock? Blaine, I can't understand you, and you're really bad at mouthing words. Anyways, there's a poem on my desk. We should probably go over that. I've always tried to be a better person. Be neat. Be kind. Be everything they always wanted you to be, and more. But look around. I'm still left standing all alone. Where did all the people go? Out by the gate past frustration. Here I am heading to my destination. I thought now would be my time to finally fly free. But once again, it's just not good enough for me to be me. How many years did I spend trying to lift you up? I built mountains, I built future. I built an entire world, and yet it wasn't good enough. It was never enough. And maybe I'm not good enough. Out by the gate past frustration, here I'm stuck in meditation, trying to fly free from a sickening past, but despite my pushing, the chains still last. Hmm, so it would appear that our entire building has started to shake for some reason. It looks like the fog has started to seep through the door and lights are flickering once again. You know, I really hate it when the lights start flickering. Like, forget this weird supernatural stuff for a minute. For whatever reason, the lights going on and off just upsets me the worst, you know? It's like, come on, guys. We have power bills to pay. We have shows to do. You're gonna give me a seizure in here. Just on or off. Make up your mind. Anyways, we're going to figure out this situation. While Blaine and I do that, let's hear another quick word from our sponsors. Blaine, careful around the fog. It might do something to you. No, Blaine, I don't care if you were fine the last time around. This could be different. Look, Blaine, I know you're special, but you're not above the laws. So just come over here and... Blaine? Blaine, oh, jeez. They hit their head on the way down. That's gonna bruise. Well, let's just hope nobody moved the bag of Otter Pops from the break room freezer. The time is coming. The world crumbles around us. We're all gonna die. The sky has spoken. Our destiny is written. There is no more hope. When nothing is left, we will all fade to oblivion. No matter what you do, you can't run forever. Death is coming, so enjoy the time you have left. 
Once you're gone, it'll all fade away. You can do it. We can help. That's the power of the Home Depot. There are a few corrections we need to go over regarding a previous broadcast. You see, in our show a couple weeks ago, we claimed that we didn't know what was causing the fog or why it had suddenly sprung up. Well, that isn't entirely true, at least now. We know exactly who's been behind the sudden fog because he left a note. Before we went to break, intern Mike staggered into the building. Still dressed in his raccoon onesie and delivering mail, he arrived with a folded piece of paper in his hands, along with a cassette tape. He said it was from a man in a dark trench coat and a red beanie. His eyes were hidden behind a thick pair of glasses, but Mike could still make out the color faded in his irises. It's as if his eyes were blue at one point, but had since been washed away due to crying or too many days spent alone. This man's voice rattled like ice breaking, like footsteps across marble. And yet, it was soft, gentle. He had a sense of power to him, and yet at the same time seemed timid like he was trying hard to blend into a background that would no longer take him. Anyway, all this to say that intern Mike met a man in the fog today, and that man had a little delivery for us. It appears this man is responsible for the fog and has spontaneously appeared around the city. And now... Corrections to previous assumptions and reports. Or, if you would, this is the statement of the man behind the fog. How does it feel to be a ghost? To have no one speak of you, except in hushed tones. What do you do when the world has moved on past you? I have gazed at my own grave. There is no body under its soil. I've seen the reports and the stories. So much has been said, and yet so little has been understood. I ask you who I am. You ask what happened to me. You are all so eagerly pecking at a truth you don't fully understand. What do you know of life and loss? What do you know of vengeance? The ones who walk the path before are ghosts who echo through tape recordings, empty tombs. This is a path that leads to the end. And yet here you are. Foolish, ambitious, arrogant, perhaps all of it. You yip and you call, begging to know the truth. Begging to know what came from the background characters you so foolishly loved. You're blind to their follies. 
even though it sits directly in front of your eyes. And I suppose it can't be helped. You're curious by nature. It's your strength and undoing. And so here I am, with one piece of correction, with one piece of the puzzle you so desperately crave. You wanted to know what happened to the boy who lived his life in the background? And so, this phantom will tell you now. How does it feel to be torn apart? To have every atom ripped and rearranged? How does it feel to be stabbed through the heart? Or to die and return? as something so strange. There was once a time I could walk as one of you. Once a time I could call this place home. But the shadows take and rip all the way through. And then changes start on their own. I've seen the void of a dying world. I've gazed upon the lightless sun. I've had the secrets of life unfurled. I've watched myself come undone. Brought back from the brink of that distant shore. Now I return to seal the door. The storm thickens as the beast draws near. You've done your best to uncover the mysteries. And now, only one thing remains. You know about Bella Jewel, but do you know what she searched for? Do you know what her dying will was? There are holes in this mystery you've solved. I can fill them. Meet me at the hotel where it all first started. Come alone. I'll be waiting. Hmm. Interesting letter. I'm not sure if it's something I should take seriously, but it's still pretty interesting. I don't know. Blaine? Any thoughts? Blaine? Oh, also, this note came with a tape for us to listen to. It's marked on top with a note that says, In case you need more convincing. Interesting. How about we pop this bad boy in, and hope that it doesn't lead to any weird cryptic light flashing. Alright, checking in. This is Bella Jewel, and it's a little bit past midnight. Currently here at the mayor's office, with evidence in my hands and questions on my mind. It's dark around here, completely abandoned, except for one room, the mayor's office. She's here, working on something suspicious. So today's the day. I've spent a lot of time on this, and now we're facing off against our white whale. Good evening, Mayor Judas. Care to explain what you're doing here this late? I could ask the same of you. After all, this is my office. I have work to do. 
What's your excuse, radio host? I'm a reporter. That means I go and I chase after the story every now and then. I would assume as much. So tell me, what's the story that brought you here far after office hours? Just some old tapes, along with records for the deaths occurring across the Half Nine Hotel. A lot of people went missing, lives were destroyed, and yet somehow that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to your crimes. <laughs> oh. That's it? Really? Well, that was anticlimactic. But it's a good thing that we're not going to investigate things that are suspicious and dangerous just to look for closure. Right, Blaine? Blaine? Okay, so Blaine is frantically writing stuff down in their notebook as a familiar glint comes to their eyes. We're about to do something interesting, and I really hope this doesn't lead to another chase through rainbow doors and nightmare rooms. The last thing I need is to go through another experience like that, or to have some nightmare woman touch my eyes again. Well, we'll just have to see about that. There's ghost stories left to be heard, and, well, we gotta be careful about this one. You know? Oh well. Whatever this is, we'll face it together. Right, Blaine? 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 And it looks like they've ran out the door without me. So much for working together. I'm not mad. Just disappointed. Blaine, if you're listening, at least be careful. The fog outside our window is beginning to thicken into a storm. I worry about what this could mean for our city. Stay safe out there, everyone. We'll do our best to keep you updated, but be careful. There are forces at work, and I'm not sure their intentions line up with ours. But for what it's worth, Good night, everyone. A storm is growing, and I hope we'll all be ready to meet it when the worst part arrives. Dream Girl City is a production by N.J. Scholes. It was written, produced, and acted by N.J. Scholes. The poem for today was The Sidegate Pass Frustration by N.J. Scholes. Like what you hear? Want to help support our podcast? Consider sharing us around on social media and checking out our various accounts. Or email us at dreamgirlcityradio at gmail.com. We're excited for any poems, theories, or totally appropriate raccoon puns that you have to give us. Thank you so much for listening and for all of those who have supported us thus far. We're so excited for the things to come. And until that time hits, just remember... There's nothing left to believe when you've gone past All Hallows' Eve.